Hero, welcome back to the land of Australia. Land been... down under, man. It's been a couple of years. Ago. How long has it been since you come back? It's been two and a half years, man. So since, since two and a half years since you've been here, or like two and a half years since you've been here for like six weeks. I reckon no. you've come earlier than two. No, I came 2019 December, so just before COVID hit. Yeah, so just over so two years. Yeah. Um, what does it feel like to be back, and why are you here? It feels good, man. It's, yeah, weather's been great, treating us nicely. Uh, back for my sister's graduation, so that was yesterday. So it was great. To, it was it was great. Uh, obviously, being re- reunited with the family, but it's funny because me and you were just talking about it the other day. Uh, you know, we both did our masters, and well, I think you did your doctor of. Osteopathy, yeah, osteopathy. Well, it was a master's, but it, you can yeah. put a doctor on. Yeah, but it's funny because we don't even work in those fields no. anymore. So it just it got me reflecting a bit, and you know about university and you know, the benefits and the cons of it, and you know the things it teaches about life. And I know you're you know you're really big on you know doing things that you love, and yeah. you really advise the younger generation on you know, and do university if you have to, like if you're trying to become a doctor or engineer. But uh, just I think it's a good actually a good topic to start on is. You know, for the people, and it's not, it's not really the hustle school, but just for people who are trying to, you know, get ahead in life, what's probably the best advice you would give them, you know, if they're not liking their university degree or... Yeah, I mean, if you don't like something, don't do it. But yeah. I know that's really easy to just hear and doing it's another thing because people, like, obviously need to have a backup plan or they need to have something that they're driving towards. But at the end of the day... There's no like age where, okay, you need to be set up at 22. You need to know exactly what you're doing. That's not a thing. Like you speak to anyone under the age of 30, probably, I don't know, 80 out of 100 wouldn't say that they know exactly what they want to do and they're full on happy with what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So the only way to do that is to go and do things that you find that you don't like and then don't do them and slowly just kind of trial and error what you want to do. We've done it. Like we both i studied at five years at uni yeah then was in that field for like three and a half four years part-time on and off <laughs> and i always knew yeah i always knew i, I didn't want to do that full-time yeah. um and it didn't take until i was about well two years ago now about 27 and a half yeah um until i realized okay this is what i want to do but most how did, people how did, you, how did you realize by just failing people. like yeah. We both got into this by having a massive um, investment <laughs> fail, which we'll speak about later. We both lost like almost uh, combined would have been a house deposit together in like three <laughs> weeks. Yeah. So that's another story. But like we've started small businesses together, yeah. failed, tried to sell shit online, failed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it had success, but long-term fail. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do and fail. And then when you do fail, you'll work out eventually something you do like. Yeah. But chase things that make you want to do them um, or, or you should want to do what you do. It shouldn't seem like work, um, yeah. your job. But again, that's easier said than done. And the only way you'll get there is not by sitting in a job. Maybe if you have a nine-to-five jo- job, which obviously puts food on the table. Yeah. Um, one thing I live by is um, forced adaptation. So The fox. <laughs> well, yeah, like, for example, there was periods through that kind of year, like four years where I was um, doing osteo part-time, but obviously relying on my match betting money as income. Yeah. But there'd be times where I'd be like, okay, I'm not doing match betting for like eight weeks to try and make myself like kind of not have that comfort money that was coming in. And then it would force me to say, okay, well, let's see what happens if I don't have income for eight weeks. Yeah. Will I start making different decisions and trying to chase things that I want to do rather yeah. than just being stuck in the okay money okay it's comfortable here i'm not super happy but i have enough to survive that's kind of a bit dangerous it's almost like a drug yeah so i would go through periods where eight weeks where i'd be like okay 
even with the with the where we lost money, that yeah. was kind of like a forced adaptation because we were forced to then respond to the negative, yeah. which then brought the hustle squad and the company was built off that. Yeah. Um, which probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't lose that money. So yeah. some people be like, oh, what the fuck? You just lost like X amount of dollars. How is yeah. that good? Yeah. But if you turn that into a positive forced adaptation, it becomes then it's like almost you got to take two steps back yeah. to take like ten steps forward. Yeah. As opposed to just going stay like this for the next five years, which yeah. is probably what would have happened if we didn't do that. So yeah. moral of the story, I'd say is just try, fail, and there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. I think that's a really good point because a lot of people, especially in this day and age, look at the you know the bright lights, the success stories, but they don't yeah. see what's behind it. Correct. So I think with the Hustle Squad, like a lot of people probably see you know you and you know I to an extent and say, oh, wow, the Hustle Squad is doing amazing, but they haven't seen all the failures. And you know, mm. it's actually a, a total sum amount of those failures which have led to the success. Does it make sense? Like you're doing, it's like a negative, 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 which equals a big positive at the end yeah. of the day. And I think it's really great that you you've spoken about that because I think for myself, coming from a migrant family, you really have this pressure and responsibility to like just sort of do what your parents tell you to do, and you know, which is go to university, become a doctor, an engineer, and you know, it's gonna you make you get a good salary, and you just you're part of you're part of society, and you're contributing and whatnot. But that's that is for some people, but I don't think it's for everyone. And I think it's, I think your twenties is a good time to actually learn a lot about yourself. And the, the best way to learn about yourself is, you know, go out there and try something, right? Yeah. Like, and it's like when you first learn to ride a bike, you don't go on two wheels and freaking start riding a bike straight away. You got to fall down and get up and you, yeah. you learn. I think, and I think we lose that sort of childish sort of, it's yeah. really the same, like that childness behavior, you know, well, well, as we grow up. And I just, for me, I think, you know, people who don't know, I, I lived in, I, I moved to Ethiopia three years ago. When I, when I first moved, it was... Yeah, no one wanted you to go. Yeah, I, my parents hate, hated it. I think you were the only person who was like, <laughs> just, yeah, go. just go and like try yeah. it out. And who cares? Worst case scenario, you come back, you're back to your nine to five job, right? Like it's comfortable. Like that's my biggest risk. And that, that having that mindset, I think is important, especially if you want to succeed uh, in today's society in terms of like obtain financial freedom, which is what we're, we're big about at the Hustle Squad and preaching yeah. on. Because if you don't go out and try something different, so like, so having that contrarian mindset, which I think I'm really big about, uh, is, you know, if you don't go out and try something different to what the herd is doing, how would mm. you ever like, you know, sort of pull away from that nine to five life or like, you know, just going down that track? You need, yeah. you need to try something different. And I think it's something we try to preach at the Hustle Squad is, why not just do the free course, for example? Yeah. <laughs> if the worst case scenario, you like it, you go and buy the platinum. If you don't, you're back to square one. You right? wasted two and a half hours and you probably learned like new skills. So exactly. Exactly. No exactly. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, th- I think what I want to talk about here is sort of this herd mentality versus the contrarian. I think you, you just touched that upon. Why, why is it so hard for people to, you know, go down a different path or be contrarian and try to pursue financial freedom? I think a lot of people think about it, but they're really afraid of uh, yeah. going down there. I think it's something linked to the hustle squad as well. I think the reason is comfort, being a drug. So mm-hmm. it's not just in work, it's in relationships, it's in like training it's in everything if you are in a comfort space the um i guess the chances of you adapting and improving is low um adaptation and um i guess improvements come from stress um stress is external and it can be internal as well but stress essentially means um like you're being tested yeah. Um, in, in the gym physically if you don't train harder than your body needs yeah. you won't get bigger or in, in the gym sense so like if your muscles aren't put under strain or or fatigue or kind of damage they're not going to get better same with same with humans they, they can't yeah. grow unless they've been 
damaged or put under stress. So yeah. stress could be, okay, um, for the next eight weeks, I'm going to quit my nine to five job and I'm going to try and start my own business. That means I don't have income for eight weeks. That's stress. That yeah. then can result in improvements. It may not always work. Obviously. Yeah, it's not for everyone, yeah. Exactly. So like the comfort for most people, they know that if they didn't have their job for like six months, they could probably survive, mm-hmm. but it's easier for them to just keep going being in an unhappy state. This is not everyone. Obviously, people yeah. with a nine-to-five job is not wrong. Like, if yeah. you like your job, amazing. This is more for people who are actually mm-hmm. maybe not un- as happy as they want to be. Yeah. Um, instead of sitting there being unhappy, go and change it. Like, yeah. go put yourself under stress and see what happens. So yeah. I think it's 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 hard to do that for most people. And it, it's it's never easy. Um, yeah. Growth isn't, isn't, isn't easy. So yeah. 100%. you just I, have I, to suffer a bit, I think. I think, actually, like, the biggest thing I've realized being back in Australia is... The prices of everything is ridiculously high. Yeah. Like I've been back for two and a half years, seeing petrol like two dollars plus is like a big shock to me. And I've been thinking, I've been back for two weeks now. I've been thinking about it a lot recently in terms of. I reckon, I, I reckon around eighty percent of people just or just random no one coming up with are not aware of what's happening in the world. There's a there's a shift that's happening. When I say a shift, I'm, I'm saying like there's a generational transfer of wealth. Yeah. And what you're seeing with inflation, there's a lot of things happening behind uh, closed doors, which I don't want to get too complicated and uh, talk about, but. What inflation is what the inflation has taught me recently is that why it's so important now to become to be different to be contrarian because if you're just stuck in your you know nine to five job or just doing a normal job which has you know no wage increase or like a very very subtle wage increase and you're seeing inflation I think the recent data said it was three point five percent in Australia in America seven point nine percent that's ridiculous that's very high it's a, I think all time highs that's that means if your wages are not increasing by that much yeah. you're losing you're losing money right. So that then it forces you, as you said, the force adapt- adaptation, if you're aware of that, you're like, okay, okay, how do I make more money? I need to beat that inflation to make sure I'm living the standard of life that I want to live and the quality of life that I'm trying to enjoy. And it's sort of linked to match betting. I was, I was telling you about this last time, like match betting is the best thing to beat inflation, right? Because on average, how much percent of profit are people making? Yeah, well, it's a complex one to talk about with ROI because you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it with what you're putting in and then what comes out after a year or two years versus how much you're turning over. So if you look at it the first way, like let's say you start with 5K and then after a year you have 50K, which some people are doing, um, more than some, a lot of people, that's a, what, tenfold um, profit almost. You made like 45K, nine times your investment. So where can you get what's that 9,000% yeah. on your investment in one maybe, year. Maybe in a random crypto <laughs> or coin. Yeah, but without risk, Yeah, this is without <laughs> risk. Like crypto, those investments, yeah. like that. there's risk involved. Risk. With match betting, there isn't. So there's the time aspect. Obviously, you can take your money out whenever you want. Yeah. Um, there's the ROI percentage, which is not comparable to anything, like yeah. we just said. And then there's um, the risk aspect. Most investments or all investments come with risk. People will be like, "Oh, what about a house?" Well, people don't actually understand there's risk involved with a house. Yeah, um, you lose your job tomorrow, you can't pay back the loan. Correct, bank like your house. Yeah. I mean, if people say, "Okay, houses never go down," but they're, they're it's a possibility. So, like, mm-hmm. it's still a risk. With match betting, there is no risk. Um, the risk yeah. is in your kind of your ability to do the job. Your human error is the only risk. If you make a yeah. mistake with your calculations, that's the only risk. But in terms yeah. of if you're doing it properly, there's no risk. You're not relying on luck, chance yeah. or anything like that. So yeah, it is, I, I think, I know that it's the best investment um, because of that. I think it's one of the best things you can do the side. I, I know for myself, coming from my family, I was like, I grew up always, if you guys have seen our story, I always grew up wanting to make more money because yeah. I saw the struggle my parents went through, both working 
at a factory. My mum ended up making her, you know, creating her own hair salon. But I, I always wanted to, you know, make enough money so I can live freely. And match betting for me was like, do, do my work and I, I do that on the side. I'm making money. And But I think what, what I'm trying to get to at now is, I think right now we're actually at a crucial time in history in terms of you really need to take a, take control of your own life in terms of like the government doesn't care like about you. Like their inflation is ridiculous. They just keep printing money. I think last night Scott Morrison came with a new budget to give some $250 handouts to people. That The fact that they're printing more money just devalues the money. So inflation is going to go higher and higher. So I think it's, it was such an important time in that if you're young and you're trying to get ahead, you really need to be seeking out alternative investments. So these are contrarian, we can say contrarian investments, uh, not you know the traditional ways to make that extra money and get ahead on the side. Um, I think, yeah, match betting is one of them in terms of that, it's, as you said, sort of, I don't want to say guarantee, but basically it is you know, close, to, close to enough. We can say 90 something percent yeah. <laughs> guaranteed and you're making extra money on the side. And we're not saying it's, an, you know, don't do, do match betting, not, you know, not buy a house. If you want yeah, to buy yeah, a house, you need, a, you need a, uh, something to live, live under, right? A to live under. But it's something that's going to help you create that money on the side. And additionally, you know, strength income. A lot of the people with the hustlers and the hustle squad now, a lot of platinum guys said like the extra money that, you know, they've, it's helped them. Yeah help with the deposit in the house, help them buy a car, go, well, on, a, tax free as go well. on a holiday, it's tax-free yeah. as well, you know, so it gives you that extra, extra freedom. And I think that was, that was Mike's question too. What would you say is the biggest, big, biggest benefit of you being able to obtain financial freedom? I know you're not, you know, you're no longer doing osteo uh, as, a, as, a, as a business. Yeah, well, well, you maybe touch on that, I think, for the crowd and just see yeah. what's possible. Uh, I think time is the biggest one. And yeah. as we're getting older now, we're not young, we're 29. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we're still young, but like, we're not 21. The guy's making me feel old. <laughs> yeah. But like time. So like, yeah. okay, let's say you have to work and time and flexibility. So if you're working 50 hours a week for a boss or 40 hours a week, you need to be at the workplace at nine and out of there by five. You can't do anything during that time unless you're kind of on a flexible work from home sort of thing. So yeah. that's thing like for me, I've, the last, well, really my whole life, and since the age of like 21, I've never really had to have that obligation to go anywhere to go to work, which is for me, you now I can't even imagine, like sometimes people say like, oh, like, would you last in a workplace? I honestly wouldn't last 12 hours. I'd walk out because I can't, like, I'm so programmed. Well, that too, but like the, the just having no boundaries or like just having the flexibility to do what I want when I want is now just ingrained in me that I'll never do that yeah um so that's the first thing people really don't well a lot of people now are going out of their way like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are coming out now and actually doing their own stuff so quick quick on that interesting stat actually like a lot of yeah I think the last 12 months has the high percentage of people leaving the workforce yeah which tells you something and that's what I mean there's opportunity everywhere in time we're having these generational shifts Yeah, yeah for sure so there's that so the flexibility and then the time so for example, um, we're not quite at the point yet where this is fully like passive income. Like we're yeah. still working our asses off. I yeah. put in like 60, 70 hour weeks, yeah. most weeks at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's working towards the goal of obviously having the ability to just have, if I don't want to work, I don't have to. Yeah. Um, so that's the time as- aspect to then go and spend time with people I want when I yeah. want. I can turn my phone off for three weeks. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, not having to be on my phone like this because yeah. screen time is a downside of kind of yeah. what we do um, yeah, and definitely. it's something that I have been working on because, yeah, it's like a different world. The other day I went away for two days um, and turned my phone off for like 36 of those hours and it's literally a different world and it's the world that I want to try to chase. So, yeah. 
yeah, that's the time. There's three flexibility time. And then obviously, yeah. um, I guess being off your phone and being yeah. off the grid a little bit, that's the kind of third one that I've discovered. I maybe, do. maybe just quickly just go into that for a bit. I, I know it's maybe a bit off topic. I find that interesting Yeah. in terms of how do you balance the entrepreneurship yeah. with, you know, with that, you know, that work life balance and, and what have you found? I think you just, you know, you went away for a couple of days. What have you found is, you know, works really well when you go away, what do you do? Uh, why you're away? Like, do you meditate or you just uh, just reconnect with nature? With, with nature, like I think I think I think it's quite interesting. I think it's a really important topic that a lot of people don't touch on, which is the mental health of entrepreneurs. Yeah, so I'm someone who kind of finds it hard to stop. So like, yeah, I've got a definitely. very addictive personality, and like, I don't know when to stop. Sometimes, so like, I don't know if that comes from trying to make everything perfect or if it's just like being a little bit obsessive. It's probably a mix of both. Yeah. But yeah, definitely for me, that's something that I've um, had to work on. But at least now I'm aware of it. Maybe a year and a half ago or a year ago, I probably had no idea what I was doing. So like I'd be on my phone constantly and I still am, but like now I'm actually aware of it. So like I'm making a conscious move, but I think it's hard because to get successful and to create things that are very, very successful and automated, you need to go through that time of just ass work, hard work, like literally i had to have days you know i don't sleep yeah or like i do recording at 7 a.m and go to sleep at 8 a.m like i'm yeah. through the night yeah so you have to do that yeah. but obviously finding the balance it's not sustainable to do that forever exactly um and you just need to go for me i go through bursts where i'll go like a month hard and then i'll kind of go off for like two months yeah um and then obviously the end goal is to be off forever yeah but um we're both probably I guess built the same way. We probably yeah. will never go off forever because we always yeah. want to be doing something. But yeah, yeah it is a hard one. Um, would you say? Would you say? I don't, I don't even want to talk about this, but would you say that? Obviously, you know, we just celebrated your dad's one year anniversary, yeah. the passing of your dad. Would you say that sort of influenced your decision in that in terms of like that yeah. balance as well? Yeah. So and how's that sort of altered your view on life? Because I know yeah, so successful. My well. dad passed away from uh, MND last year, yeah. um, which is a terminal illness regarding like the neurological system. Yeah. Um, he was only 50, what was he, 55 when he yeah. passed away, 56, sorry. Yeah. So like, it, that's, I'm 29. So 26 yeah. years, for example, if, if we passed away at 55, like what so the fuck are we doing for the rest of our 25 years? Yeah. 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 So like, I don't want to be kind of locked into something that I don't want to do. And that's back to what we spoke about at the start. Yeah. Just do shit you want to do. So I saw him work his absolute ass off for like his whole life. Like yeah. that's what he did. Um, massively successful person. Yeah. Um, and he, he did spend money like he wasn't someone who just saved money and didn't do anything he wanted to do. If he wanted to buy something, he would buy it. If, if like we, we weren't spoiled kids, but um, if we wanted something and we really wanted it, we could just ask dad and he would buy it. Yeah. But we never abused that privilege. Um, I know other kids maybe have done that, but we respected him and, and mum to, to not kind of abuse that. But in saying that, like that guy worked his ass off. And then I mean, yeah. if you wanted to buy something, he would buy it. Or if you wanted to travel, he went to Cyprus 20 years in a row. Yeah. I'm back to where he came from. But like, for example, now it's like, fuck, he's, he's not here anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't think he lived life with many regrets, but I think a lot of other people potentially do. Um, and they think, okay, well, going to work my ass off like nine to five until I retire at 55. And then I'm going to enjoy my life. Yeah. I think people should be enjoying their life now. Very good point. Yeah. So like we've traveled... Um, How many countries have you been to? Uh, it's, it's stalled now. It's like 46. I haven't changed COVID, that for like COVID a couple of years. <laughs> well, I did travel through COVID, but not essentially travel. I just went overseas. But yeah. 
at the moment I'm playing footy and stuff. So like, I don't really want to go anywhere at the end of this year, I'll probably do a big trip. Um, but yeah, going back to like that, um, in terms of how it's viewed or how it's changed my life, going back to, um, the first topic about the phone. Yeah. I don't want to be glued to my phone for the next 10 years. I want to work hard now and then by the time I'm 35, family, kids, all that shit. Exactly. Um, spending time with them is going to be way more important than making an extra 500,000 or whatever. Yeah. Um, money's kind of, who cares? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's good and it's good to have the freedom. Yeah. But I'd rather be someone who is comfortable financially than a, a squillionaire who yeah. has no time. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. What it's, about it, yourself? No, it's, you, it's, yeah. it's, it's just interesting, but I just wanted to speak about the, the, that concept of time because. I think it was like uh, I was in America. This good, this uh, just having a chat with this guy, sort of now to become my mentor, and he was talking about the principle of time. And he said, if the average person lives eighty years, I don't know if your dad is a bit shorter, but if the average person lives eighty years, what you do is he, he said, do this, do this task. He said, go, go, if you have a white, I know you have a whiteboard. If you have a whiteboard, draw eighty bubbles. So mm. each bubble or each circle, it can be a circle, represents that year of your life, right? Yeah. And then don't think it's a year of life. Think of it as eighty Christmases. So he's like, if, you, if you live, I've lived 29 years, you, you're, you're the same. So we've, we've lived 29 Christmases. We only have 51 Christmases left. And, it's, and it sort of, you know, changes your yeah. perspective. It's like, wow, I only have 50 Christmases left. And that's only if I live to the average life. If I die at 60, I only have 30 Christmases left. And it changes your perspective on life and how you, sh- you should best spend that time. And you can even do the same thing. What he does in other tasks is you do 52 weeks. So, and you just go down and you cross out, you know, if you, I've, we've lived 29 years and sort of a half. So... 29 years and a half, we just cross out horizontally the 52 weeks. So, And you see how many weeks you have left in your life if you live the average lifespan. And it sort of changes your perspective, as you said, like on how's, how should I best spend my time? Like, it's fun. I, I, and I've seen it sort of influence me, like me being back, I've been here for two weeks. I don't think I've left my house much, honestly. And the reason being is I want to spend time with my family because I'm spending time with my, my, my brother, my little sister. She's like 10 years old. I don't know, I, if, if the, the, the time I'm spending with her now is like, you know, it's forever a treasure. She's not going to be 10 years old again, yeah. right? She's going to be 12, 15, growing up. She won't want to spend time with me. So really treasuring those moments. I think it's really important. And why I'm talking about time here is because it goes back to what I was speaking about before, about being contrarian, living that different life where you're pursuing financial freedom. The, the best benefit of, of financial freedom is that it's time. It's not being more wealthy. Yeah. Being wealthy means you have more time. You do what you want to do. You wake up whenever you want to. You're, still, you're probably working as hard as anybody else. Yeah. But it's, you, you, you take more control of your life. And I think we're seeing a shift in the world where a lot of people are moving towards that. Uh, and it's what we're trying to preach at the Hustle Squad. I know some of the guys, you know, probably doing Hustle Squad more than their part-time, <laughs> part-time yeah, job, right? There's a lot of people that make their weekly income, like for their salary on a Saturday in four hours. Four, um, we exactly. get those messages all the time. Yeah. But there's one guy that signed up last week who's making like over 10K a week at the top. Like Imagine. him and his girlfriend have a little operation that they're running. Obviously, that's not like everyone going yeah. to do that. But he he started this maybe four years ago, five years ago, and he bought yeah. Platinum last week because he wanted to improve his defense. Mm-hmm. But his initial goal was to buy a house. Yeah. And now he's like probably getting into the point where he has enough money to stop working forever. Yeah. Um, but like that's what's possible. Um, yeah. He's going hard for like five years and then it's just going to turn off. Because he was, speak, was speaking to him on the phone for like 40 minutes. He's like, I, I respect what you guys do because... I haven't had the kind of desire to go out and do this on like he, he wanted to maybe make a platform as well. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I can't deal with all the shit you guys do and all the comments you cop and all yeah. that hate and stuff. But at the end of the day, that's just in the background. Um, if you want to succeed, the opportunity is there. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, 
part-time. Uh, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? So the, the, the one thing I want to talk about is paradigm shifts. You know, you're, big, yeah. <laughs> you're big on that and uh, it's something that you really you know, converted me to, <laughs> like that, that's like that sort of thinking. Yeah. With a, with a, I think paradigm shift, honestly, is just a change in habits in mm. your subconscious mind. And I think a lot of people, what I've seen, you know, there's a lot of people who are gamblers, we say, or like mug punters. You've seen the betting groups there, there's freaking 20,000 members yeah. in these groups. How, I, I think maybe quickly talk about like, how can you go from being that to a hustler? From what you've seen, what have you observed? I, for me, it's, it's a paradigm shift to go from being a mug punter or a gambler to a hustler or even just to go from somebody who's, Living the, you know, they're living a normal life. You know, I say the herd society life, and goes to become entrepreneur or you know goes to obtain financial freedom. You really need to have that paradigm shift in your life. You need that your subconscious mind needs to be pro- reprogrammed. Yeah, we went through that. We'll talk about that after yeah. <laughs> with the forex stuff. But what what have you observed with the behaviors of those people who've gone from that to becoming a platinum hustler? Yeah. So the way our course is designed, and we need to improve the free course a little bit more. Yeah. But essentially, once you see how match betting works and how easy it is to make risk-free profit, going and then putting a 20-leg a multi or a same-game multi on and risking your money suddenly seems so stupid. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a like a bang-click light bulb moment. For some it is, and for us it was, mm-hmm. but other people take a little bit to go and they'll even have relapses. So we see people join Platinum, yeah. they'll suddenly stop gambling and then two months later we get a message from them, hey man, I made 5K, but... I had a bit of relapse on the weekend. I, I went and gambled like 500, got trying to chase this method that I thought was working. And it's like, okay, well, even though they've failed, now they know again, it's like another level, two steps back, 10 steps forward, same thing, yeah. forced adaptation. But I think the way that people change is once you see the maths behind it, this is all mathematics. It's simple maths, it's plus and minus. Once you see what this side does with the gambling and where you're not in control and where you actually can't win mathematically and probability literally statistically impossible that you're going to win long term following this mug punter way versus how guaranteed and certain this way is once you see that i think it's like logic that you go to there yeah um but obviously there's more factors to it obviously there's like the hormonal shit from like dopamine um, dopamine dopamine like the addiction kind of people stuck in that way yeah we actually get a lot of people like that that come across saying, hey, man, I need to stop gambling. Can you help me? Yeah. Um, and it's not something we've kind of gone down the pathway. In the future, I think I want to go down that pathway a little bit more, like mm-hmm. the anti-gambling versus the conversion because yeah. it would be negligent to get an addict and try and teach them match betting. So yeah. whenever I see someone who comes across and says, hey, man, I'm addicted or I just spent my paycheck on a multi, they're not, I'm not telling them to do the free course. Yeah. I'm telling them to stop gambling first and come back when their mindset's changed. Maybe send them some resources about how they can't win gambling, try and change their mindset that way, mm. then try and convert them across as opposed to just being, oh, hey, man, come join our free course and then join our platinum. Like that's yeah. not the way that that guy is going to – he's not yeah. going to win because he still needs to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Just on that though, why, why do you think gambling is so big in Australia and it's so – common amongst i know the, the stats just came out recently you shared it with me it's so common amongst young australians especially in particular sports and horse horse betting well, why, why do you think that it's just culture like everyone does it mm. like young kids especially like it's almost like ingrained in us mm. that you need to do a multi to watch the footy with your mates or you need to lose 100 bucks a weekend because it's fun like it copied so much on our tiktok videos like mm. oh you guys take it too seriously like gambling should be fun it's and it's like man is it fun to lose or are you just saying it's fun because 
it's a cop out because you're addicted and you don't want to admit it. Um, so I think, yeah, like it's just everyone like name you interview a hundred kids below the age of twenty five, and ninety of them would would gamble at least monthly. And there was, and what would be their main reason? It's fun, or they're actually trying to make money. Well, I think the younger they are, I think the stupider they are. Now that sounds really disrespectful. We're the same too. But doing exactly. More than you, you think you think <laughs> yeah. you can actually win. Yeah. So we did a podcast on this with Tom. Yeah. And he said, do you think people know that they're not going to win? I think a lot of people don't know yet until they are kind of, once they see that comparison of mathematics yeah. and how it works, then they're like, okay, well, I actually can't win. Once you realize you can't win, that's when the, the light bulb moment happens. Yeah. But until that happens... We say like the Dunning-Kruger effect, you're at the peak of Mount Stupid. And we'll put yeah. this on the screen when we, when we post this. But the graph is obviously competence and, and confidence. Yeah. And peak of Mount Stupid means you're super confident, but you know nothing. Yeah. But you don't know you know nothing. You think you know everything. Exactly. And you have to go down that kind of valley of despair, um, yeah. down the graph to kind of have that wake up Australia moment yeah. where you're like, oh, fuck, I actually know nothing. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Then you start waking up. Um, but yeah, it, it's culture. It's Australia's the worst, I think, per capita in the world. Yeah, worst um, in the world. I think I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say USA will pass that. Yeah, and I'm sure you've coming, seen yeah. what's there. Like, obviously, we've launched USA Hustler. Yeah. Haven't gone hard just yet, but we will start focusing on that in the next few months. But like, we've got our own Facebook group, which has like four thousand members in it. Yeah. And just some of the conversations in there, and some of the people yeah. that post stuff, it's just like, man, th- yeah. this is going to get so much worse. I think, you, know, you know it's funny I think people don't realise that these betting companies the reason why they're so successful and they've been around for so long is because they know the psychology Correct. of the consumer right yeah. that's, that's you know marketing 101 and they know what to trigger and how to trigger those behaviours yeah. I think I was reading the stats 200, around 200,000 employees around the world who work in the gambling industry yeah. so basically when you're betting you're betting against those 200,000 minds mm-hmm. you might beat them potentially but you must be a genius because it's very hard to beat a collective of people. So I think that's, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is while you're young, a lot of people's behavior is a goal-driven goal behavior. And what I mean by that is say you want, you know, so a lot of people say, I want to run, I want to run, run a marathon, but they don't understand the training that it takes to run yeah. a marathon, right? Like you, you, you're more, I think, adverse in this than me, but to run a marathon, it's what, 42 kilometers. The training you need to do to do that, maybe yeah. six months, 12 months, it'll take you to, to do that. Yeah, you need is stress that, and adaptation. To, yeah, to it's stress, adaptation, it's a process. You need to have a yeah. system, right? It's the same with being like people, I think, I see you know, with the younger generation, they place multis or bets because they see the big number. They see their payout. So that's goal-driven behavior. They're, they're placing the better yeah. multi Spot on. Yeah. To, 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 <laughs> to win that money, right? It's not because it's fun. They say it's fun. Yeah, what, what they're saying is it's it's potentially fun if I win that money. I can imagine myself with that money. Marketing psychology, right? Mm. So when they're saying it's fun, that's what I believe they're saying. They're saying, I can imagine myself with 20K buying a new car. Or I can imagine myself with 100K putting a house deposit. That, that's what they see as fun, that imagination. And I think a lot of the betting groups that you see on Facebook are, are using that strategy where it's goal-driven behavior where you see a lot of those people just posting... High payout multis. Some of them, I think, are fabricated. I think mm. you were saying, like, <laughs> so like yeah, not like, everyone, but yeah. like, yeah, for sure. Like, people, uh, betting companies have done that before. Yeah. But even if they're not fake, like the marketing of someone winning, we've spoken about this already. Is like, you show like twenty green ticks on a multi. Sportsbet posts that on their Instagram. Yeah. It, even though they may have paid out someone, I don't know, fifty k, like, which is one in. <laughs> 
fucking 100,000 <laughs> bets, right? It's <laughs> not even one in 50,000, it's one in 100,000. Yeah. That is now going to make them, the, ma- the money from that multi that they've just lost in like two hours, once 100,000 people see that and go and place their own multi. Yeah. Like it's just rigged in their favor. Like yeah. literally, it's rigged in Sportsbet's favor. And when, when they use that against you, like you said, they're selling that goal-driven behavior. They're selling the green tick. They're selling the dream. They're selling the all your financial problems finished in one in one bet. That's elite marketing. Exactly. The problem is though, when people actually do like, even if they were to win these people, which they don't, yeah, what are they going to do? They're probably going to go and gamble it again. I think there's a few people we know have done that as well. Yeah. There was a guy that Tom was in a group with. Yeah. The guy had a goal to make fifty k last year betting, and someone in the group like like ten people in a group. And he's like, oh, did you get to the goal? He's like, yeah, I made, um, I made like 47K or something. Um, and then he's like, oh, what did you do? He's like, oh, I lost it all. And it's like... That's crazy. Man. 50K. You just did like a one in 100,000 thing and then you lost it all again. So like, you're never going to win, man. Like, you need to have a system, a plan, a goal that's like structured. Otherwise, you're not going to win. And going back, I don't want to sound like the fun police as well. Like, obviously, humans are... I guess like it's ingrained in us to kind of have that thrill of gambling, right? Mm. That doesn't mean we've never gambled. It doesn't mean like we don't like it or we don't enjoy yeah. it. Like for us, like I- I've put multis on before like plenty of times. Yeah. Like it-, it is fun, right? But I only do that because I know that it is a minuscule part of my bankroll. Like it doesn't affect my life. If that multi loses, yeah. I have no consequence. I don't give two shits. Yeah. For me, it-, it could be a fun investment of like or entertainment for like two hours or whatever to watch it with my mates yeah but that's not the same as someone who has four hundred dollars to their name and they're putting a hundred dollars on the multi they're 25 percent of their whole money like that's yeah. not the same thing um and don't say that's fun when you're yeah. doing that because and they it's lose not. it and they try <laughs> double Correct. and then they're putting 300 on the yeah. next bit and then they've got zero yeah. or they're in debt or whatever that that's a completely different thing so if you are going to do it and there are people that do it for fun for sure that's don't misunderstand us when we say that because yeah. That, that's something that you want to clear up. But if you're doing it for fun, make sure it's something that you, it has absolutely no effect on your bankroll. So you should have less than 0.5% of your total money that you're doing for a week or yeah. like not 25% in paycheck. Yeah. Um, that's just something, yeah. No, that's definitely because I know a lot of you know comments on TikTok and uh, on the Instagram, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not fun to do match betting and it's not fun <laughs> to spend, you know, fork out 1K to get platinum even there's a guarantee. But my point, I think this is sort of, it's a good segue to talk about uh, habits and compounding. Big shout out, good shout out here is, you know, get, for those who haven't read the book, Atomic Habits, I think it's a great book. It talks a lot about, you know, how to change your habits to achieve the results you want to achieve. And it goes back to, people bet, I don't know, I, for, I know for example, that I used to bet because I'm trying to make more money. At the end of the day, that's, that's what you're betting, right? It's fun, yeah, you're watching a game, or whatever, and you're hoping something happens. But what's the, what's the reward? Yeah, definitely money the money right that's the reward is the money at the end of the day and i think what people don't realize is this the power of compounding and you know changing habits and what i what i what i think what we both realized actually you know after a couple of years of you know gambling all that money away doing match you know multis and i used to do so many soccer multis i used to like stay up at 3 a.m and there's that's another story jp used to hate that but um it's it's funny to look back on it because i'm like what was i doing you know yeah. just wasting sleep and and what, and, yeah, and that's the other thing, thing as well. Like yeah, you, you all this waste side, time, all these side effects, stress right? and everything. Exactly, but I think there's this this thing on you know, habits and compounding is that when you change your habits and you realize that, for example, you do match betting every week, you make a thousand dollars, guaranteed. 
that thousand dollars just adds up, right? Mm. Which is the power of compounding. It's like you go to the gym, right? You lift, you're lifting weights every week. What happens eventually? You don't see it in one week, but in yeah. a year's time, your body's gonna change. You look yeah. better, you're stronger, you're fitter. It's the same thing with like match betting or doing other, you know, alternative investments or you, you know, or you, you know, starting a business or pursuing financial freedom. Is these small habits, they 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 build up and they lead to success or they lead yeah. to whatever you know, that that achievement or whatever you're trying to strive towards. And I think that's the big thing people don't realize. And I don't maybe if you want to talk about that more, but it's like it's that it's that power of compounding. I think our brains don't understand it. We don't. We can't. I think we were talking about this in the yeah. We spoke about this yeah. in one of the other ones. It hasn't been posted. Yeah, yet. but we can't. Our brains can't fathom or understand what compounding is. And I think that's a, a big issue. And we're very short term minded. We don't see the long term picture. But yeah, yeah. In a year's time, if you always do match betting. You're gonna be at a really good point. I think that the platinum hustlers realize that. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that will compound here. First things first is obviously the income. That's what everyone will see, mm. like the plus and minus of, of betting or bank account or whatever. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is the psychology and the mindset compound that you're going to get. It's like the shift of the spectrum from wanting to gamble versus not wanting to gamble and then moving across to the match betting way. That happens more over the... The, the more you expose yourself to match betting, yeah. the more this psychology mindset is going to shift towards the no risk approach yeah. and that then comes across into other investments as well other decisions you make everything you start making like thinking about will come from here to here so you're less likely to go and make an all-in play on i don't know any decision you make in life yeah. um you're more likely to assess a situation like obviously in platinum people will say like okay we teach all these methods and stuff the first thing we teach in platinum is nothing to do with making money it's all about psychology, psychology yeah. how to assess a situation, upside, downside, risk, yeah. reward, all that stuff, which then enables you to make better decisions and enables you to then make like better, more money, more money, yeah. obviously compounding everything. And then the other part to what your question is in terms of compounding is once you do it for a long period of time, it just becomes a habit and it's no longer like a choice. It's just what you do. It's part of your subconscious. So you don't even know what's happening, as you said, because yeah. it happens over a long period of time. It doesn't happen over a week or two weeks or even a month. It takes yeah. six, 12, 24 months. Um, but then once it does happen, then you go back and talk to someone who is still stuck here. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's like talking to some stupid person. Yeah. Um, we call it genius theory. Yeah. Because like w when you progress across the spectrum, we've seen it so many times with the hustlers. Yeah they then go back and just laugh at the people that are here. Yeah. And people here may find that offensive, but they don't realize that these people that are over here now were once here too, like us. Yeah. We were here. Like we were here for ages, like four or five, even longer, mm -hmm. 10 years um, yeah. of adult yeah. um, before we woke up. And then it just seems so dumb to be here once you're out of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is the community. So once you, a power of association. So mm -hmm. once you um, surround yourself with other people that are in that mindset of like, yeah. Um, assessing everything, making better decisions, yeah. making like the, the habits. Um, because obviously with Platinum, not everyone started at the same time. We have like yeah. 300 and I think 308 people now at the time of filming, like yeah. March um, 2022. Like that has been a growth of like 20 months worth of people coming across and slowly growing that community. Yeah. So there's people of all levels, all different levels. There's new people coming in. And when you're surrounding yourself, for example, if you come in today, you're going to be surrounding yourself with people who've done this for like, almost two years people have done this for six months people have done this for 12 months and you're going to learn off those people yeah. um, just as they learned off us and then eventually these people will actually succumb or pass us 
Um, there, there'd be people in the in the Platinum Squad now that potentially would know more than us because they've done it yeah. on a higher scale. We, we didn't do this on a, on a massive scale. We could have, but yeah. we chose not to and we chose to yeah. um, proceed to what we're doing now. But yeah, <laughs> Compound is, is crazy. It's, you know, it's funny, just on the power of community. And, <laughs> I was actually thinking of this analogy the other day. And the way I, like, the way I, th- I think is the best way to describe this is the Hustle Squad, like we've, we've gone through match betting. We know the strategies and techniques and whatnot. So we know the destination. We know you doing match betting following the Platinum Squad strategies and and one is going to lead you to a certain destination, right? So the way I like to see it is because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, why can't you do it myself? Yes, you can go do it yourself, right? But imagine a bus, right, full of people that stops along the way, is going to a destination that known, we know the destination, we know the road to get there, versus somebody just goes solo on a random road, doesn't know, doesn't know GPS, doesn't know where, the, where he's going. That's basically what, we, that's, the, that's the power of the community, right? Because on that bus, you have people that have been, early, been on the bus earlier than you are, then you have sorry and you know can share with you the knowledge and whatnot yeah. which is what we see in the discord community and i think it's so powerful whether somebody's solo just going up who's he talking to along the way yeah strangers right random people oh where where should i go that's what that's what happens when you're on a road you know if you're on a road trip and you're by yourself you're asking people where should i go and whatnot obviously now we have technology but just for the analogy right but the the bus knows where it's going has a destination which we know is financial freedom and has so many people on the bus who have gone through the, you know the experiences and even sometimes through experiences that we haven't been through ourselves, which is yeah. In, no, we're finding out information all the time yeah. now because obviously there's the the, the the match betting landscape now has fully changed. Like if yeah. you're not kind of on top of defense, sustainability, etc., yeah, you'll get banned. Simple, exactly, yeah. and that's what a lot of people come across and say like, oh, this only lasts a couple of months. No, yeah. it doesn't last a couple of months if you do it yeah. properly. And we know that because we've made thousands of mistakes. Um, and we lost heaps of money learning the way we, we learned. So yeah. now we're getting people feeding back the, commu- uh, the information back to us, yeah. which then is then fed on to the 310 people that are there to help yeah. them. You, you're not going to get that driving by yourself. Yeah. You might find it out in two years' time, and then you've lost all your accounts and it's too late. Yeah. Whereas now, we'll tell you so that you don't make the mistakes, so you don't lose your account, stuff like that, yeah. which obviously you can't get by yourself. So yeah, yeah again, once you see it, it it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But it's hard for people to comprehend because they're like, they see this $1,100 fee at the top yeah. and they're like, shit, I don't want to invest in that. But if you ask someone at the top who's made like 100K in 12 months, for example, or even just take a level down, somebody's making 30K in, in, in a year. It, yeah. Like, man, it's like a, a microbe of what you're going <laughs> to yeah. make long-term. And it's a once-off thing. It's not a sub. Yeah. So you're not paying it. You just pay it once and then you get access forever. So Yeah, just go back to the analogy, right? Would yeah. you rather pay $1,000 to go on a bus that gets you to your, your journey destination which is like you say a pot of gold yeah or go solo you don't know where the, where the gold the pot of gold is on yeah, a random yeah. journey you can you might learn some stuff along the way but I'd rather be part of a community where yeah. I can share my knowledge and whatnot and it's also a personal preference but it's I, just, I think it just shows the power of the community that well, we're, 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 I think 300 plus yeah, yeah. houses have joined and so realized this I would have chosen maybe like five, five years ago to do it on my own mm-hmm. because I wanted to always be the best or like do it myself like yeah. i didn't really it's like an ego thing but now it's like man if i want to learn something i know i'm going to learn something more with a group rather than myself because yeah. it's ignorant to think that you know everything yourself when there's a hundred percent people out there hundreds of thousands of other people that know way more than you yeah go talk to them and, and surround yourself with them and see what happens versus doing it on your own it's yeah. it's just fast forwarding yeah um instead of you can do it on your own but It'll take you longer. You'll make more mistakes, yeah. and it will have more consequences than doing it with other people. So, yeah. would you would you say would you say match betting is for everyone? No, definitely not. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is, 
a number of reasons. Like some people don't have the patience to learn, firstly, um, but more so it's more of a lifestyle thing. So some people, I know like one of my mates who he's done it, but for him, he's a little bit impatient when it comes to like, I don't know, little things like putting an email in, verifying an account. (laughs) He's quite lazy with that. And I understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jackson, um, who's actually now just quit his job, funnily enough, to go and chase a dream, which we might talk about. We'll probably get him on a podcast later. But the point here is like, it's not for everyone because of that, like lifestyle. But then, I don't know. I think also a lot of people hold themselves back because they hear the word betting or gambling and they think Mm -hmm. it's like, it is a taboo. Like true, it, it doesn't yeah. win. Okay. Like if you're just blindly gambling, you won't win. Yeah. We know, and and your parents and anyone, your grandparents, as soon as they hear the word betting, yeah. they're like, no, nah, stay away. Like I think my parents still don't understand much betting. Correct. <laughs> and, and the other day, you actually told your dad that I'm still doing osteo because you didn't want to tell him what we're doing. Yeah. And it's like I'm going to talk to him because that, that doesn't sit well with me. But the point is like. A lot of people don't know what it is, yeah. and and it's fair to assume that people will lose gambling. Ninety nine point five percent of people lose. Yeah. But obviously, this isn't gambling, and it's hard for people to get their head around, like, comprehending that it's it's possible to beat bookies without risk. Like yeah. pe- Most people are like, no, you, that's bullshit. It's a scam. Um, and that's that's been ingrained in Australian or around the around the world. Yeah. Like no one wins gambling. So once again, once they see it happen, then it's like a shift, and then it suddenly becomes suitable to, to them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other reasons people might not do it. Um, I don't know. I think as well, people will say like, "Oh, we get this one a lot." It's like, "What's the point of making a hundred dollars guaranteed? It's only a hundred dollars." It's so a compounding effect. Correct. They, they don't. They don't see. They'd rather try and win ten k today than make a hundred dollars every day for the next 365 days, not realizing how much yeah. money that makes over a year. Um, that's that's a main, I guess, holding back variable of yeah. people, especially the long, the, the young people who don't see long-term. People just want to get rich quickly tomorrow. Correct. And yeah. that's the issue with a lot of the population, um, not just in match betting, in just investments. Everything. Like people investing in crypto, majority of yeah. people are just like, they're going to lose. Because yeah. they have no plan. They invest. They might get lucky. The thing goes up five times. But then what? They're yeah, not selling it. They buy another one and, they, and it goes Yeah, to they're zero. not selling it. Yeah. And that thing's going to cycle back down in a year and they're yeah. not going to take any profit. Yeah. Um, same with stocks. People are like, oh, yeah, my mate told me this stock's going to go up 20 times. I'm buying it. It's like, no, it's not going up 20 times. And if it does, you're still not selling it. So yeah. you're not going to profit. Yeah. Um, and it's all based off short term. So like, yeah. there's no long term plan. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't know if you have any other reasons as to why it's Would not you, suitable. Uh, this might be a bit controversial, but obviously we see more males yeah. compared to females joining the community, yeah. match betting. Would you, or, or what advice would you give out? You know, there might be some females out there who are actually interested in it and maybe think, oh, maybe it's not for me because it's, it's obviously gambling is a very male dominated. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you have any. Well, there, there's a lot of females that do gamble, but on a percentage, it would be 95 plus male yeah we had a girl join the platinum last week um and she's on a yearly for trumpy as well um or the system but yeah i think we're going to try and maybe get a couple of the um female members of hustler to maybe have a chat or like do a podcast with them or something yeah but yeah it's possible it's just what's no different there's not it's not gender um yeah exactly like what's the word descript uh discriminant yeah. like it works it's maths maths isn't doesn't matter what you are who you are or what race you are or anything it's, it's maths numbers. exactly yeah so like 
I guess go do the free course and learn it because finally, actually, I was talking to someone yesterday. I said um, to someone, I'm like, it's funny because we rarely get um, girls coming across in the DMs, but we got one the other day and I sent her like a six, seven minute voice recording. Yeah. And it's funny because I think generally girls are more likely to follow instructions. They're That's more true. patient. Yeah. They're more um, organized and they, if you tell them to do something, they'll do it. Versus we get a lot of guys come across, young boys, say, hey, man, watch the free course, do it all. Yeah. You go check their progress, they've done three out of 30 videos. And yeah. it's like, man, you got no hope long term. Um, but whenever we get a chick come across, or girl, um, we get compliance. Like they'll finish the whole course. We got yeah. a message from that same girl the other day. I sent her a seven-minute voice to like, do this. Yeah. Two days later, she's like, oh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. It's actually really, really easy to understand. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because you follow the instructions. You follow the instructions and you're patient. Yeah. It's it's literally there for you to do. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's I, I think it's the same. I have the same sort of you know, strain of thinking that at the end of the day, like, if you're doing much better, you're not you're, you're not putting your face on a screen, right? No. <laughs> like you're, you're sitting behind a screen, you know, yeah. putting some beds in, making the money, right? I don't know that anybody can do that if you follow the instructions, as you said. So it's definitely not gender no. discriminatory. And I think it's something that we want to, I think, focus on in trying to expand the community and make sure that, available to everybody because at the end of the day the reason why we create the hustle squad is to build this massive community and help change people's lives yeah. right like i for 100 percent can say like if it wasn't for much betting like i would don't think i'll be sitting here today like my yeah. life is being transformed yeah, me either. uh in terms of you know being able to travel experience things that you know like who, who knew COVID was gonna happen right like mm. we've traveled like 30 plus countries i think you're about 40 plus like a lot of, a lot of our mates have probably only seen it maybe one two countries mm. max and like they regret like not not traveling before yeah. COVID. And, the reason why we were able to do that is because of match betting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's our first freedom. trip together yeah. was 2014 in like November. Yeah. Um, it was like 70 days. I did Europe and America. You did Europe and Ethiopia. Yeah. But that all came from, we, we had, like, I would have had like 2K at the middle of that year. Yeah. Then we discovered match betting and suddenly we're just blowing like 20K on an yeah. overseas trip because we just suddenly had the influx of money. Exactly. But again, yeah, that we wouldn't have traveled without match betting. So, yeah. Um, we were full time at uni, so there was no way we we're going to make that money doing anything else. So. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I was, I, this, you actually you brought up a really good uh, point. I remember when we first started match betting. This is, I think, relevant to people listening. Is I think we were, would you say? We, I think we disres disrespected money in terms of we yeah, thought it was just comes easy. We know how to make it. Just do whatever we want. I, I, I think both of us have changed our obviously our mindset and stance towards that. And that's why we started the hustle squad. You know, we could have been just doing this ourselves and keep making heaps of money. Um, is that I think we now respect money. Um, I think that's the podcast. What is his name? Uh, Anton, yeah, Anton. Anton. It's, it's, yeah. it's Anton. It's a, yeah. We'll link it. But we'll link it as well. Yeah. Um, he, he really talks about you know sort of ten principles. One of the principles is you know res, you know respect money, but be indifferent towards it. Yeah. How would you think you know? I think over the past sort of five ten years, you know, your stance towards money has changed, and um, how you see it. Yeah, I think once you see a lot of money, it's hard to go back to kind of. If let's say if you make like I don't know we we've had months where in match betting where we've made like thirty thousand dollars yeah um like the World Cup two thousand and eighteen for example yeah. um you were making money in your sleep yeah <laughs> the rest is best you wake up and wake up and have like six k profit from yeah. like one match and stuff like that yeah but once you see that it's very hard to go back and actually like okay I've just made fifty dollars it's hard to say okay that's amazing but I think that's better than being emotional towards making a lot. Yeah. Um, so you need to just be emotionless when it comes to money and you should even though for example I, I like where I'm doing quite well you're doing quite well financially yeah. now I still treat every dollar the same as I would when I was 20 or 18 yeah. 
I don't say, okay, now I've made X amount of dollars. I'm going to go and start blowing it. Yeah. I still like save $5 going to like making a choice. If it's yeah. something's $5 less here and it's the same product, I'm buying it for $5 less there because yeah. I respect money. Some might call me a tight ass, but that's just how I operate. And I think that's, it's kind of like a discipline thing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how I look at money, um, like you said, I could have done, gone and done match betting full on grand scale and done like, massive scaling make 10k a week like some guys are doing but for me we decided to stop doing this um because for me there's no purpose there's no goals there's no structure Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a comfort zone for me like i spoke about so it's like a negative drug so nothing good was coming from it in the world and people like we, we we always say this and people don't believe it they're like oh what's so um what's so boring about making 2k a week or 3k a week and they can't comprehend that they just see the number you have to take it back and if you're chasing money your whole life you will not get anywhere yeah i think the beauty of hustler and the way it's being created and even my osteo business to a degree i was always the main focus was the customer and the care for the customer yeah money is a byproduct yeah that's a good way to say and if like it's amazing. Like we're making a living off now, yeah. selling courses, educating, changing lives. Yeah. But that doesn't come from chasing money. Like if we're chasing money, there would no be there'd be no community right now. It'd be just a greedy. Like the the course would be built different. There wouldn't be any customer service. There wouldn't be like personalized voice recordings. Yeah. There wouldn't be like shits given about anyone else. So, I think that comes back to um, attaching meaning and purpose to your job and your desire to do something rather than just chasing the goal yeah, um, of 100%. money. So I think that's how that's changed my mindset because money to me isn't money. It's the time that comes from it, like we said before, yeah. the financial freedom and all that. That's worth more to me than the number in the bank account at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, that number can be zeroed in two seconds if, exactly. you, if you wanted it yeah, to. So. 100%. I, think, I think it's really important because a lot of people say, Oh, what's 2k what's that gonna do right like 2k in a third world country for example in ethiopia yeah that's gonna feed a family for a year <laughs> like you know, it's maybe even two families like it's it's ridiculous i think that that bit for me being in ethiopia and living in the past three years yeah you've seen it you got has definitely changed my perspective on money yeah and for example as you said like making 100 dollars a week is massive there like mm. the, the, the amount of stuff you can what's buy. your rent over there what oh, 500 600 dollars a month a month that's between two people something like 300 dollars. Right? yeah so that yeah i mean i only say my rent but that's yeah. more than my weekly rent uh, less than my regular rent exactly, yeah. exactly right so it's like that like the, the value of that money is like it can go so much further than i think yeah for me it's more that what i've seen is the more money you know that i make or the, you know the, the more financial freedom that i attain i feel like there's actually a duty in terms of there is so much poverty in the world and so much people who are just born yeah. in you know unfortunate circumstances it's you to actually do something and contribute. And I think that's all we're doing in the Hustle Squad. It's the same principle in that. What, what's actually really powerful, and I, I always love it, when we see the stories of people saying, mate, thanks so much, guys. Like, yeah. Could have your course. Like, you know, I just went on a holiday with my family. Couldn't do this before. You know, COVID sort of hit my business down. Yeah, it's rewarding. It's, it's, for me, that's so much more rewarding than seeing, yeah. you know, money coming through Stripe, for example. Like, because that person, he's, he's just learned a life skill. So he can make money whenever he wants to in, yeah. in, the, in the future. And it just changed his sort of paradigm in terms of he changed his life and uh, the course of where it was going. And I think that's so powerful um, in, in, what, in what the Hustle Squad is, you know, is able to do. And it's why we, you know, we build this community and, you know, we have grand plans for it in terms of, you know, running at 300 and we're just, I think we're just at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, 
we're looking at this to grow tenfold, hundredfold. And because is that when you're able to change other people's lives, or you, ch- you change one person's life, he's going to change the people's or people people's lives around him. For mm-hmm. example, if one person does the Hustler Platinum course, he's going to change his family's life around him, right? And it just has that sort of uh, butterfly effect. Uh, and it, I think that's, that's what's really powerful about the Platinum stuff. Yeah. Yeah.